let's take it from the beginning. When do we first find a dinosaur emerging, and from what and how? That's literally the question that I asked myself when I arrived on campus. I figured if I was going to study dinosaurs uh, seriously uh, as a professor, I better start at the roots. And we know we knew so little at that time. Uh, Thirty years prior, somebody had found some bones in Argentina in the right levels, levels that were dominated by other animals than dinosaurs. But these were a few little dinosaur bones. So we went down to Patagonia and came up with, uh, it's actually north of Patagonia, in a province called San Juan in Argentina. We came up with whole skeletons of these earliest dinosaurs. They were predators. They were meat eaters, two-legged. And we also went to levels below that to try and understand where they came from. Interruptions. Well, there'll be a number of them uh, for the uninitiated. They were predators. You say, how do you know that? How do you determine that? Well, generally, the kids know that pretty well. They know that about the dinosaur anatomy, the teeth. The teeth are the clue, the the operating end of the animal recurved uh, pointed teeth uh, means that you were a meat eater uh, leaf-shaped sort of uh, lizard-like teeth uh, iguanodon like teeth those kinds of teeth are for plants and if you have a beak you could be an omnivore it's really tough to tell like a bird uh, many many we thought were predators in fact are herbivores and so on you have to find gut contents you have to find stones in the stomach mm-hmm. then you can generally tell what they're eating so now, these ones you found down in Patagonia, they date to what uh, time? Well, that was another big question. Fortunately, we were able to find an ash bed, a volcanic ash bed, and get a precise date, 228 million years. You get that date by what sort of analysis? Well, you look into the crystals that were laid down in that ash bed, like a Mount mm-hmm. St. Helens eruption. Frozen in time are these radioactive um, Uh, elements that came from the guts of the earth and they start ticking into a different kind of element but they're locked inside a crystal so they have nowhere to go you get something that's totally unreactive with anything like argon a little bit of argon gas Mm -hmm. you send it to a national laboratory at one of these crystals they analyze the argon gas in and can give you a very precise amount of time that that argon gas has been sitting in that crystal and so we got a date of 228 plus or minus 300,000 years so we know within less than a million years how old this animal is, and it was uh, a quarter of a billion years old. So that's that really was the first hard date that we had for dinosaur origins, where the very first dinosaurs were competing with a wide range of other animals, many of them bigger, uh, for their place in the world. And we crawled now across. Does that, does that date still hold as probably the earliest it is, discovered it is, dinosaur? It is still the only hard date we have, hmm. but it happens to be in the best richest deposit and and if you had to pick one place that would have been the place to to find it so we're we're thrilled we're able to do it we took a geologist on the team to help us find those ash beds and uh and we found them very close to the fossils uh but the story that emerged was very we were expecting to find that eoraptor one of the new ones that we named from those those beds this little dawn raptor it's only about three feet long two-legged animal um was sort of the progenitor of all the rest of the dinosaurs. And we, we, we subsequently, after cleaning the bones and preparing them, realized that the dinosaurs had already begun to radiate in the shadows of other animals. So this was already a bona fide predatory dinosaur we call a theropod. The beginnings of dinosaurs were even earlier. What gave them their break was the question we asked as we crawled across this valley, sort of logging up how many dinosaurs were, how many other kinds of animals. Mm-hmm. And the change was very sudden. And it came also with a change in the color of the sediment and so on. And we don't have the precise answer, but there was some rather drastic climatic change. And what ended up on top and inheriting the world were the dinosaurs. Now, uh, what have you hypothesized or speculated about? What kind of climatic change might that have been? Well, of course, 
we we know well of the bolide impact, the asteroid impact at the end of the dinosaur era. Yeah. It's entirely possible that something similar happened to give dinosaurs their break in the first place. Uh, it could be a bolide. We don't, or an asteroid. We don't have the little particles. We haven't found a layer. I mean, that's but, something that happened might have cleared off other larger animals. Yes, and it's very clear it was something dramatic. Leaving room for the dinosaurs to evolve and ultimately grow quite large themselves. Yeah, and we, we, we like to think that there's got to be something superior about dinosaurs that gave them their edge, and then, of course, there's got to be something inferior about dinosaurs mm -hmm. that caused the, their demise. And more and more in the fossil record, we find that, you know, things just don't work out that way. There's there's lucky breaks, and there are uh, circumstances that you can't you cannot plan for, and uh, you can't evolve for. We Homo sapiens have been around for uh, Cro Magnon has probably only been around for a hundred thousand years or so, but uh, but basic um, modern man has been around for about a million years, right? No, well, they actually about 160,000 on the basis of bones that we find in the ground, yeah. and maybe 200 on only the basis that. of uh, right. Uh, but closely related uh, forms of uh, of uh, genus Homo were there earlier. Right. But we don't see much in the way of further evolution of our own species. How does it happen that we've got so many hundreds, is, isn't it by now, of discovered dinosaurs, which are though they're all dinosaur-like, they're quite different from one another. Yes. Well, you know, evolution uh, when we look back at our own species seems to be happening at a begrudgingly slow glacial pace. pace. But yeah. when you look back in time and the millions of years go whittling by, you realize that you you go to South America it's a, it, at, uh, or Africa uh, toward the end of the dinosaur era, this is an isolated continent. You're stepping into a time frame millions of years apart from something that you dug mm -hmm. up in North America. There's absolutely no chance you can find the same species. You find something good in the ground and it's going to be something new because the pace of change is that quick. Now, humans, we trace back our own lineage we find, and I get the feeling, although the data is not as good, that dinosaurs were the same, that the species are sort of very stable for periods of time, and then the change happens rapidly with the invasion of a new environment, the invasion of a new species. All of a sudden, you see something fairly new coming in. Sudden leaps forward or leaps yeah, I mean, there's in some a, other direction. And there's a lot of gray areas uh, where there is clearly slower transitions. Mm -hmm. We have now a lot of gray area between ourselves and Neanderthals, for example. But uh, even little bits of DNA are coming into that picture, and we do think that Neanderthals are apart from all living humans in terms of How many of their different lineage. dinosaur species have you yourself uh, discovered and dug out of the earth? Well, I suppose about two dozen. You know, two, I, I don't keep an actual do, uh, running do, do tally. You, but <laughs> do you have the record for modern uh, paleontologists? I, I would say, I think you know, you do. Well, I would say it's been a good run. Um, I, I thought that I, I didn't have any experience by the time I became a paleontologist at the University of Chicago and digging anything up, but it's actually not that hard. It's just a lot of hard sweat and work. Bring a, bring a nice, uh, aggressive young team to, a, to an area, and, and you can find something new, especially if people haven't been there very much. But, you know, we've been to almost every continent, and um, I've specialized in the southern continents where we've known the least, and we have the greatest chance of finding new animals. You found some within the continental United States there as well, haven't you? Yeah, and we, we have a, a great field site now in Wyoming, just uh, east of, of Yellowstone Park. Mm -hmm. We've got uh, a site with lots of, of bones. And the thing that sort of really is staggering is we, we are very rich in fossils here in North America, and we are finding new dinosaurs every year. It's just amazing that they still yield new dinosaurs.